Hello and welcome to a special edition of Money Matters. And of course, like I always say, these are my opinions, my opinions only, and we're not here to tell you what to buy, 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 and sell, 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 and that's noise, that's nonsense, and it leads us further from the truth. In fact, I want to talk about today why all of this information is such a bad thing to keep diving into. And it's not like I have one client like this. I have several clients like this, but this conversation came up just recently. And it, it again, was amazing because it doesn't matter how well some people do. It doesn't matter that we've walked this walk before, that we've talked about, oh, my gosh, what are we going to do about Obama? What are we going to do about health care? What are we going to do about the tax increases? What are we going to do about the leftist judges? All of those things that kind of pop up in people's heads, mostly political stuff. But, and that's also on the right, or on the left as well as the right. It doesn't matter. I mean, we, we find more loss of freedom from the left, but the right also, the far right, certainly wants to stop any real thought on the left. So they're really closer than they think they are to each other, which is basically control. They both are. But the problem with investing for that is that people get caught up. Trump's in the office, so now people on the left can't own stocks, where people on the right couldn't own stocks during Obama, or they thought so, that the world was coming to an end. And yes, of course, things like health care are ruined, and for those on the right, the, the, the whole political environment was ruined by Trump. It certainly was. There's no question about that. And so we're stuck in a situation where politics are very difficult. But so many people bring it to their investment thought. It's like, what is who's in the White House have to do with how many iPhones Apple's going to sell? Well, but how are we going to get past whatever? And that election was rigged. And okay, okay, whatever. It's not fair, and it isn't. There's lots of things that aren't fair. But we need to stop making our decisions based on this. And I just thought, let's take some time and talk about that and talk about how, how the markets do over the long haul. And why is it that people buy gold and, 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 and silver or zinc or, you know, some rock that doesn't do anything? Why do, why do people think that that has some kind of amazing value or, or that's the great investment that's out there? And you, you don't want to own the great corporations. That's just really dangerous. I want to own a rock. Um, why? Why? Why do we go past that? Why, why do we go through all the evidence of, of the last 100 years, the last 200 years, the last 50 years, you know, that I've been almost in the industry, well, over 40 years anyway. Now, I wouldn't say almost 50, but 40 plus in gold, silver, zinc. It haven't worked. Not, it doesn't work, and, and you continue to have. Well, what do you think about this? This week I, I have had two people send me a stupid article out of Fox, you know, uh, from, from a guy named um, Dent, Harry Dent. Harry Dent is his name. And I remember he goes back. He's the guy that wrote uh, Dow 36,000, which marked the top when the Dow was about 20,000. Uh, so, so then it cratered right after that book came out. So th then he had another one, you know, eight years later updated um, so he could make another million dollars, I guess. He hasn't been right since 2009. I mean, it's just like every year, the end is here, the end is here. Why would I get this article from people? Why are they continue instead of, uh, of just like, it's okay. 
not what do I think about some nut job economist who hasn't been right. What, what do you mean, what do I think about? I think, I think, why are you reading garbage like this? What, what does that have to do with investing money? Is reading really dumb people, meaning reading doomsday people? Well, they're not dumb. Yeah, they are. They're wrong intentioned. They're trying to sell you stuff, and they've not been right. Why do we spend any time on them? It doesn't make any sense to me. And so I think about it. I think about these things because it just doesn't work in my brain when I'm, like, going, why would people just, like, why do they keep doing this thing that doesn't work? And then and then our, and, and then things that do work, like buying the great corporations of the world and holding them, like, for really long periods of time and being well-diversified, and so you make, like, 10% a year. That works generation after generation after generation after generation. But what I want to do is I want to buy a brick. Because this is a time when the world is going to end. And, and here, Dave, tell me about this article over here from a guy who hasn't been right for like 20 years about anything. I mean, how can you be that wrong? I mean, you just go, market's going to tank, market's going to tank, market's going to tank, and then it finally does in 2009. Okay, oh, yay, 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 I'm so right, finally. Well, you're not right. You were wrong like 10 years in a row, 15 years in a row. And then you're right, and then what did you do? Did you get people back in? No, 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 no. We double down on it's going to keep going down, which makes you go from right to continuing to be wrong because you didn't get back in. So I don't have any idea why people like this are even quoted or talked to. Uh, I can't think of the other guy's name, but it was like Peter Schiff. It was Peter Schiff. It just popped in my head. Peter Schiff. I think it's Schiff or Shift, Shifty. I don't know, something like that. But, but his name's Peter something. And he just wrote all these articles over and over and over again. And he even got to the point where it was so wrong for so long, he was asked why it was why he was so long, wrong and if he had you know, wanted to modify any of his, his opinions. A fair question. Since the gold had not hit three, four or five thousand dollars an ounce, I don't think it hit two it has it just hit two recently, I think. So I think that's the first time. Anyway. Why have you been so wrong? He said, I haven't been wrong. People are just too dumb. That's literally what he said. Can you imagine? I mean, can you imagine? Like, I want to listen to that guy. It just reminds me because he just kept being listened to. Okay, let's write, let's go ahead and do another podcast about the end of the world that isn't here and so on and so forth. This happens particularly this time of year, and that's why I want to talk about it. It's because I think the psychology of all of this is really important, actually. I, I think it's not just for investing, it's for life. I mean, what a burden it is to constantly be digging in as to why the injustice, why, uh, why everything is wrong, and going to go to heck in a handbasket right now. Why is the end here? Why? Why? Why, what a burden to have that thing weighing on you, just like a, this big giant thing you get to carry around for the rest of your life. I don't know if I want to invest because, you know, here's the 10 things I was reading about online about what's wrong in the world. I got it. We all, we all know what those are. You can read them on the front page of the newspaper too. But the idea that nothing is ever going right, there's no, nothing out there, is wrong. It's just not true. 
but that's people's perspective. And so, uh, you know, you have to say, well, you know, this is what I see. Then I can't deny that that's what you see. I have no idea why you see it that way, but you do. But what can we do about it? And when we think about that, we can say, well, why would people just continue to do the wrong thing? Like, why, why, why? With all the evidence over here, why do people do this? I don't know. Sometimes I don't know. I can't understand. But I do know this. I can't make some people stop. I can't. We find most of the time that people over time, they get used to it and they go, you know what? I used to walk around. I, I got two people ro rolling in my head right now. One guy has been here. I think they've been here about the same amount of time. It's certainly a long, long time. Still wants to have the discussion every time about how can this work out? The election was rigged. The, the, the this, the that is wrong, 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 wrong all of the time. And yet it's kind of like, but you've made so much money. Not listening to, I, I, let me put it this way, letting us stop you. Stop you from doing what you want to do, which is to go bury it in your backyard in a zero interest rate environment. Because the Fed's going to do this and the Fed's going to do that. I mean, just to go, the list goes on and on and on. And so it's just one of those things where you just kind of go, what in the world is wrong with people? And you go, it's not something you can just fix. People have to fix it themselves. And this other person I, I was, was always hanging around the coffee shop with his buddies. And I know he's listening out there. So I, I'll bet he kind of sort of is going, well, that sounds a little bit like me. Because he listens almost all the time. So I remember multiple conversations over the years of, well, with all of this money printing, with the interest rates held at zero and all these things, and aren't we going to have hyperinflation or isn't the dollar going to burst? And, and what about that digital currency thing? How come we're not talking about that every day right now? We're not. Where'd it go? What, it just we got worn out on digital currency that Nancy wasn't going to come back from the dead and, 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 and steal everybody's money with digital currency. I don't know. We just go from one thing to the other. We really do. But the thing is, is what I think about this individual that's different is that he's like many, many, many of our clients and many people in general, right? Where... Over the years, you can have that evidence of things going okay. You know what? I've made millions of dollars, like literally. Or I would not have it if I had listened to my coffee shop buddies talk about the end of the world. I'm not going to worry about it anymore. And so off comes this huge millstone off their back of worry that just goes, here, you take that. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. Life is short. It's brief. It has so many things in it that are tragic. And if you're living through a good time now, great, because you know very well that in another few spins of the world, you're going to go through another tough period. 
where somebody you love is sick, dying, whatever. That's life. What we don't need to do is carry this unbelievable burden of trying to figure out the future of like when everything's going to end. It makes no sense. That has never worked. But by golly, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to see, I'm going to go on to this internet site. I'm going to go on that internet site. I'm going to, I'm going to hit that link that, uh, off of Fox News and go and see a, and read about a guy. Dave, what do you think of this guy? The, the guy that predicts that the world's going to end. I go, oh, I recognize that name. That's the, that's the guy that has, is almost never right in his entire life, but he's certainly not been right in 20 years. What do I think? I think you're crazy to spend one minute with that kind of nonsense. That's what I think. I think it makes no sense. It's like, it's like me saying, you know, this really smart doctor over here, or I'm going to go over to the quack. What I want to do is I want to listen to the quack. He's never been right. He tells me not to eat corn or some bizarre, nonsensical garbage because he actually doesn't have a real education, right? A couple of books, gets some degree from, you know, Jamaica uh, or, or some island off of Jamaica and, and, and at that really incredible non-medical school. And then he comes and he tells people, well, let's take some green powder and some purple powder and we'll mix it up. It only costs you $1,000. And then we're going to walk out of here. That's the one I want to listen to. I don't want to listen to the guy at the Mayo Clinic. I mean, it's like, what is wrong with you? Why, why would you do that? Why do you, like, nobody would say that this makes sense, that I want to listen to somebody that has little or no education over, like the guy at Mayo Clinic. Everybody go, kind of probably universally go, that, that, that's a bad idea, you know. I think you ought to listen to the guy at the Mayo Clinic, not the guy that wants you to cut back on corn, okay. So I, I think that that's the thing that gets me, is why are we doing this? And I think about it, it's just, and I know some people are broken. I get it. And they, and, and they dwell here. And they just dwell and dwell and dwell. But at the same time, most of the time, it's people like, I'm just going to call them coffee shop Bob, that are like going, you know what? This doesn't make any sense for me to be carrying this burden. And so when we talk about these things and think about these things, it's like they learn, they grow, they become at peace. I mean, imagine getting rid of that kind of a burden. I mean, I look, think about these two gentlemen, and I'm like, wow, that's so intense, that's so hard. This one's not. Which do I want? And it's also part of logic, okay? It doesn't make me right, and I'm not telling you what 2024 is going to be about. I don't have to. I'm trying to think of the next five years, 10 years, 20 years. I don't know when AI is going to kill everybody. I don't know when the United States of America runs out of printing money. I don't know when we figure out how to get along politically and solve problems. Don't know. Don't feel I need to. If this year doesn't teach us some things about that, like what did we get resolved this year? No, I think there's more problems in the Middle East. JoJo certainly hasn't gotten any smarter. Um, he's stumbling and bumbling around more so than ever, sleeps more, doesn't 
hasn't changed his ways in any, any way, shape, or form. And the Republicans still hate the Democrats. Democrats still hate the Republicans. Republicans can't figure out how to do anything. We're still turning to Trump, for God's sakes. Jeez, easy peasy. I know what I want to do. I want to make sure we keep losing. That's what I want to do. And this is the kind of thing that is going on in D.C., but it has nothing to do with what's going on in the markets. We were told by all the geniuses at the beginning of the year, you do not own tech stocks which the Magnificent Seven are, and the Magnificent Seven are up over 70% since we were told not to own them. Thank you. That's so incredibly helpful to have J.P. Morgan, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, and all of them to come out and tell us that we don't want to own those. That's exactly right. That's just so wonderful because what we want to do is we want to get more and more and more data that already agrees with us so we can make sure we never change our mind. We never look up. We never see what the ground conditions are. And we never understand simple things like, do you know when the greatest corporations of the world, whether they're technology or not, but by the way, all the great corporations of the world, whether they're directly in tech or not, are utilizing tech, they are tech companies. It's like saying Tesla is a, is a car manufacturer. <laughs> Goodness gracious, they're not. They might make batteries, yes, but beyond making stuff, that's, they're a pure tech company. We all know that, and that's true of all leading companies. So we, we don't want to own the great corporations because supposedly they're tech and supposedly we figured out interest rates. And, and then, of course, we listen to noise, which is, you know, like if you just want to listen to a bang, like banging on a bong, you know, just screeching, scratching on a, on, a, on a chalkboard, why don't you listen to Jim Cramer? You know, oh, nothing good can happen until that marks the bottom. Oh, interest rates are going to go to 6%. I know that, that marked the top in interest rates. It just goes on and on and on. And this is what people think is like, oh, good. I'm, I'm tuned in and listening for good information. It's noise. And it leads us further from the truth every single time. Every time. I'm not just here to just put down all these talking heads. But why are we wasting time on it? Trying to figure out what the future is. It's not how you have good returns. It's how you overthink things. It keeps you out. It causes worry. So get that burden off your back and, and, and become like Coffee Shop Bob, where you relax, you learn to, that, that things do work, and your life becomes easier, better, and the burden is off of you. Don't be like the other fellow in my head, because he's not alone. I can come up with a number of names there, where they're just, just, just live there in this world of negative. And it really doesn't matter what I say. They're, they're not learning from that. They're simply regurgitating what they are, all the data that they've read for the last months off the Internet. Reading, 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 regurgitating, listening, listening, listening to the same facts over and over again about why it's all going to end. And it never dawns on them that these people have been wrong over and over and over and over again. That's what's important about this. That's what's so important about this, is to learn as we go and to keep our eyes open and our head up so we are always looking to see what the ground conditions are. And most importantly, question. Question ourselves. How often am I wrong? And I'll share a story about that when we come back. Hello and welcome back. Thank you for joining us in this special edition of Money Matters. I, you know, as we were talking about, some of the, I'll cover some of the basics as well as we go through today's program. Why? 
because I also know that this time of year, sometimes some of you are trying to get your kids to maybe start investing and understand that starting early, because you didn't start till you were 40, would have been better. And you don't want them to have make the same mistakes, right? So you want to teach them. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of those things. But I, I think what is interesting is this, uh, uh, if you will, this whole search for self—I I call it self-awareness. I mean, right? You, you just have to be aware of how you feel or what your tendencies are, tendencies towards being negative. And we need to fight that. Tendencies to naturally believe that things are going to unwind or be bad because the other party is in office rather than let's kind of look at the facts and wait for things to shuffle out, right? We all do that, and some people never learn, and you can't make them. But the vast majority of people do. They really do learn. And I want to tell you one of the things that has really helped me is one of my favorite stories was this goes back about eight years ago. I got a lot of favorite stories, as you already know, but this one was is kind of interesting. I remember, I can't remember the exact time, but the market was just awful. I mean, just really awful. It was just, and I came walking into Jennifer's office, and I go, this stupid market. I mean, it's just, because it's just like going down every day. And it's just, it just looks terrible. I mean, it looks so bad. I mean, I'm just not going to be surprised if it crashes. And then I, you know, kind of huff out. That was Wednesday. So on Friday, I'm sitting in my brown, lazy boy chair. It's classic. I still have it, by the way. My sweet wife, I made her, I can't go, you can get everything else, but I get to keep my chair. So I have this big brown chair, and I was just kind of reclining having a nice IPA, watching the news, and I went, whoa. I immediately, you can appreciate this, I immediately click out of my little recliner, walk over to the counter, grab a piece of paper because I want to talk about this tomorrow, which is the radio show this Friday, okay? What do I want to talk about? I want to talk about the fact that I was so sure the market was going to tank on Wednesday, that on Thursday, the market went up 600 points, followed by 400 on Friday. And you know what I did? I did what every other human being in the world did, does. I go, yeah, cool. But something happened. I remembered how wrong I was. And I jumped up to talk about that story as I've talked about this many times. Why do I talk about that story? Why do I tell you about myself? Because it helps me remember and it's trained me to remember when I am wrong about things. And it's now eventually reached a point where I say this probably every single day. It's like a mantra around Petzl Financial. We do not try to predict. I know you have your own predictions rattling around in your own head. Stop it. And when you start verbalizing what you think the market's going to do, it's done. It's finished. You're wiped out. Because you can't be knowing what the future is going to be, and you shouldn't be investing that way. And then when I'm talking about that, know what the ground conditions are. That's all. Now, the good news was we didn't sell anything. We didn't do anything on that Wednesday and miss out on the 1,000 points. Because we know better. 
But what we did, what I did at that time, is to recognize how wrong we are most of the time about the future. So quit doing it because it can lead you away. Like, for example, if, th- if that's how I felt and you walked into my office and said, hey, here's my million-dollar 401K, and instead of putting it to work because I was trusting my feelings about the market, we wouldn't have invested. And you wouldn't have. So we get, need to teach ourselves not to do that. It's, we all have our feelings about what the future is going to be. What do you think AI is going to do? I don't know either. It's just like, who knows? But I'll tell you what, it's a huge deal. So I want to put some money in front of AI. And, and those things that are obvious, like what I want to invest in, um, let's just pretend lawyers were a publicly traded legal firm. No, I wouldn't. A lot of that work's going to go away to AI. It is. Not all of it. I don't think. I don't really know. Maybe all of it. Do I really want to be thinking about training myself to write code? Nope. They're already already getting rid of people at Google, all through Silicon Valley. Why? Because they don't need anybody coding anymore. AI already does it faster and better. What else has come? What does that mean? Oh, that means we need lo- lower headcount, which means we're going to make more money, which means, oh, so all these predictions that the market's too high and the P.E. ratios are way too much are based on what? Faulty earnings numbers, probably. Or, again, people making predictions that they can't be right. Just like J.P. Morgan came out here, what, 18 months ago and told us the market to go to 3,200, which, gosh, thanks for that help because we're at, what, 4,500, 4,600? That was super good and insightful. That helped our clients, right, because – we got them all out. No, we didn't get them all out because we know better. We know better. But sometimes people don't. You just shouldn't dance around with the devil. You can get sucked in. All right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk some more basics and market psychology. Hello, welcome back. And let's talk this time. Let's talk in this segment, too, also about risk tolerance, okay? Um you know, risk tolerance. This is a this is a, something that people. Oh yeah, good. Let's go. They've got these great. I'm sure you can go online, like at Schwab, right? Because we clear through Schwab. I'm sure that the Schwab retail side, we're institutional retail, meaning you go open your own account and then you go. Okay, so I should go into the Schwab. You know, one eight hundred. We don't really care, but here's their pl- portfolio. So you got to take a test. You know, it's like a little 10 question. Um, what is your risk tolerance? If you, if you rolled the dice and they were going to stab you in the eye or you'd win a million dollars, what would you do? Uh, I would probably not roll the dice, okay? I, you know, they just, some of these questions are just bizarre. I mean, but, but here's the reality of what, what I'm really driving at. You, you need to understand who you are. Like when you're calm, quiet, you're not thinking about things. Like not what the world's going through. What bothers me? So I, I just give you an example. I, I, I watch clients go through this for 40 years. So I have more risk tolerance. Like, well, you know, should I have less as I get older? I don't know why. You're, you're actually more used to the ups and downs of the market. I have no idea why I go, yeah, I want to buy a whole bunch of bonds uh, when I'm 75 years old. I, I, I don't understand that, but that's kind of the, okay, that's not wisdom out there, but that's sometimes w- what people think. And I get it. But what we don't want to do is decide it's 1990s again, it's 95, 96, all you got to do is buy stocks. And they really should end in .com 
because that means you're going to make a billion dollars. And everybody can trade it. You just got to go out and you move your own money. And, and, and they've got all these ads of people doing their own day trading at home. It's all a beautiful and wonderful thing until, you know, 2000 hits. And it all goes away. And it really did. You don't want to be high risk when, when, you know, thinking, I want to be high risk because the stock market's working. And then when the market isn't working, we're going through a certain to occur over and over again, all the days of your life, market correction. We now want to just hide. That's actually when you want to reverse that. You want to buy low, sell high. You say that, and then all of a sudden your portfolio looks more like, I want to buy high, hope it goes higher. Oops, it didn't. And then I really want out because, you know, stocks don't really work. And I heard about this real estate thing over here. Or, you know what, I'm just going to pay off my house. You know, I'm not really scared about the market. I know I'm supposed to stay in there. But I'm going to go ahead and liquidate my 401k, pay a massive amount of taxes to pay off my mortgage. I'm not really moving money out of the market, though. You know, we make all these excuses and our risk tolerance changes instead of saying, this is who I am. And that's who I'm going to be, no matter what comes. Right? That's, I'm not going to sell low and buy high. I'm not going to become more aggressive as markets hit all-time highs. I'll maybe even be really smart and I'll become less aggressive when markets hit all-time highs or stay the same because I've got a good portfolio in place. I know what I'm I know who I am. I know that markets fluctuate and I don't care. And when we set that and don't think about a that we shift or twist in the wind which is a whole, really the whole lesson of this, isn't it? Whether we are learning to understand that all we do is we keep diving into the negative and we keep, for whatever reason, believing the negative. The world is ending and we, we listen to too much politics and we listen to too much anger and we just kind of go with that so that no matter what, we've, we're not able to see what's actually been transpiring. You know, by the way, if you remember the first segment, we talked about two different people that They've been, been clients of ours for a long time and, 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 and how one represents most people learning, changing, understanding, feeling peace, at peace about investments that go up and down and one that's not. Well, we decided to look, look it up at the break, so, okay? So I'm telling you, if you can't get peace over $1.6 million gain, and that's not on a $10 million portfolio since 2016. A lot of bad stuff happened since 2016. Like a pandemic, if you didn't remember, okay? And then a bear market last year. And then we had Trump, if you're on the left, you really hated that time. And then we got JoJo, if you're on the right, and that's a really bad time. You know, a lot of bad stuff went through inflation. And if all you see is that, I mean, can't you just enjoy you got $1.522 million more than you did? Gosh. <laughs> oh, let's learn. Let's grow. And most people do. Most people do. Okay? So we got to see that. And that's why you don't want to twist in the wind and change your risk tolerance because of how you feel at the time. Because things look tough right now. Don't, don't do that. Be who you are. Stay with it. You got a plan. You got a good plan. You got a great plan for maybe cost of living adjusted income all the days of your life, no matter how long you live. If that's the plan, then stay with the plan. 
Don't let the noise throw you off. That's what you call letting go. That's what you call relaxing. Okay? That's what we want to do. All right. We'll take a quick break here in our final segment for this hour coming up. Hello and welcome back. Uh, again, special edition. I hope everybody had a great Christmas and has a just a wonderful 2024. And, you know, it's fun to, to, to do this and to think about these things. And we're certainly not here to make fun of people. It's really we're trying to learn from people. We're not making fun of people. We're just sad that they can't lose the burden. It's not fun at all. It's sad. But the vast majority of people do. They do. And I understand. It's a very unknown, frightening thing if you don't have investment experience and you haven't taken the time to really understand the you know, eighth wonder of the world, compound interest. These are things that are really so basic. And I, you know, I, I'm not here just to say that our public education system is horrible. It is. Um, that, that I don't know how it's even possible to be worse than we are. I don't think it is. Nothing else, everything else in the world advances, but, but not public education. I just, like, I just shake my head. I just find it un- inconceivable. The test scores are down from what they were. Okay, well, we don't, shouldn't test to this. Fine, do whatever. But clearly, we're failing the kids and have failed them. So I find it really horrible. But I am going to say this. If you think that kids are learning something about finance in their whatever, home ec, they have a, you know, one hour of, you know, here's what a checkbook looks like. And, you know, it's, I remember, you know, silly things when my kids were coming home, like, yeah, walk around with a plastic baby. That'll teach you not to have sex and have a baby. That'll do it because that's really real life. That's really like having a baby is you put a plastic baby down and it requires you to water it once in a while or whatever. Goodness gracious. Not, I mean, some of this stuff is so silly. But there are really teachers out there I've heard about that are really having their kids try to understand compound interest, things like that. So in spite of it, there's some. But we got to teach them. we got to teach them because it's not there. So if you're not teaching yourself as an older person, it becomes more and more difficult to accept that markets fluctuate and then go back to all-time highs, that you should be doing it. And it, t- it tends to bring us out and to be moving in directions we shouldn't be. And in the next hour, I will talk a lot about that. But I, I, I am going to touch on it real quick because I don't know what part of this you're going to be able to listen to and spend time with. But we got to understand this world where you ought to be buying SPACs, special purpose acquisition corporations, right? That's what you ought to do. Donald Trump had one. Great. They all went away. Why don't we talk about them some more anymore, right? Because everybody lost all their money in it. That wasn't any good. How about the meme stocks? Everybody needs a GameStop or two in their portfolio because you, you probably need some tax deductions anyway. So play that game. Let's gamble with our investments because it's, it's really just the same as throwing 10 bucks on the Knicks game tonight. Let's just buy a fractional share of stock and call it investing. Why wouldn't we? That's so cool. Why don't we go ahead and bury everything in gold? Okay, so let's talk about the last 200 years of gold real fast. Okay, real fast. Okay, first of all, here's the bottom line. Doesn't work, but let's go ahead and bring out the numbers, okay? So you put 10,000 in gold 200 years ago, 
it's worth $28,000 today. Congratulations. It's fantastic. Isn't that great? Great return there. I'm, congratulations. It's actually worth more than it was 200 years ago. I don't think, inf I don't think it kept up with inflation, honestly. Okay, but who wants to buy a bond? Because they don't adjust. There's no inflation hedge, anything like that. Well, that would be worth $8 million, just a little better than 28000 that the gold would be worth. Wow. So even in one of the worst investments over time, certainly related to inflation, but I thought gold, let me, just a minute. We're, hold, hold on here, just a minute. Isn't gold like the, the, the holder of wealth? I thought it was a great inflation protector. Hmm. Hmm. Boy, maybe i got to relearn that one. I don't know. I just thought that was what it was always. It always protected you against inflation. I don't want anything to do with stocks, but if you'd have done that, silly, silly, silly thing. It'd be worth $8.6 billion. Yeah, that's right. Billion dollars today. I know. I know. you got to adjust that for inflation. Toss a billion or two off. It's only worth like $6 billion in the end at, with real dollars. You know, it's just, it's incredible. It's just like you look at these things, and yet I turn on the TV, and I got to know what my store of real wealth is. I need to convert my IRA to a gold IRA. I need to put pretty bricks in my safe in order to actually be safe. So has anything gone bad over the last 200 years? Nah, I don't know. I don't know. You know, I, I watch a little bit of history and see that maybe there's a war here or there, a complete annihilation of entire continents, the fiscal systems, inflation, pandemics, maybe even digital currency or something. I don't know. They could have had some blood moons during that time frame as well. Lots of crazy things happened. But what do we do? We carve up charts and talk about things that are maybe a little bit wrong. Like the debt is exploding on credit cards. Yeah, well, we live in the most abundant time we've been on earth and people are still spending money and there's more people. That would kind of be logical that would be in the same position. It would fluctuate, but basically be a growing amount. One, two, yeah. People who don't have, who, who allow credit card balances to build up, never have it together. Good times, bad times, anytime, they've never got it together because if you haven't learned that lesson from everybody and everybody talking about it, you ain't ever going to learn the lesson. You just ignore it. I mean, I get it. Okay, that's right. I, I probably shouldn't do drugs, but I do them anyway. And so there you go. Uh, oh, wow, consequences. Okay, that's never, you're never going to change it. So don't, don't, don't blame the system or blame the times or, or point to some small chart because here's the real deal. If you take that chart and then put it in its proper context, which is consumer spending, the amount of debt per the ability to pay for it, meaning per capita, and income, it disappears into a chart that says we have abundant cash out there. What are we going to do with all of this cash, not all this debt? Same thing with cars. Okay, you know why people get subprime loans on cars because nobody will give them money because they basically they're either crooks themselves, they, they never pay their, their, their debts, they are absolutely incapable of life. 
But you know why they can get a subprime car loan? Because I can go take the car back when you, like you always do, don't pay your bills. Okay? And in the meantime, I get huge fees up front. The car that should have cost you $7,000 is going to cost you ten because I already know i got to pay the guy to go repo that thing. Because you can't deal with life. But let me show the chart of how that's spiraling out of control. Instead of showing you the chart of how the debt defaults in the United States from everything that matters, like mortgages, car loans, everything else, is at record low levels. Or fine, during all of these times that people pull these charts out. Why do we choose to focus on that? I don't know. Or just we want to believe that because we already believe we're all going to die any day now. It's over. The economy is terrible. My life is awful. It, you may not even saying, be saying those things, but I hear it. I've argued with people for over 30 years on the radio. Sometimes, most of the time, they just quit calling because it's just like they've never been right. But you know what I know? Some of them still haven't changed their minds because they're clever by half. They, they, they have lots and lots of data. They think they're really smart instead of observant. So you read about things. You understand things. You understand what happened in Germany uh, you know, after World War I. Okay, groovy. You're well studied. But in a practical way, can't we also learn from what's right around, right in front of us, what's right there? We need to. We need to observe. If the sky's blue, the sky's blue. Don't argue with it. Just run with it. If we're at zero interest rates, don't buy bonds. It doesn't matter what you did 20 years ago, right? And if gold doesn't pay anything back to you, what good is it? How about you just ask that question? What good is it? Instead of, oh, it'll be good when the world ends. All right, that's enough for this hour. We'll be back after Fox News.